it's time for Love Talk with the Love Ladies, Kathy and Carrie. And good morning and welcome to Love Talk, friends. This is Kathy Enderbrock, and it is a beautiful day in the neighborhood and here in the Love Talk studios on KTXW, The Bridge, Austin, 101.1 FM and 1120 AM. And I have in the Bridge, Austin studio with me two amazing women, um, starting with my beautiful co-host, Coach Carrie Brinkhater. Hey, Kath. Great to see you. It's always great to be in studio with you on Saturday morning. And it's just been so lovely here in Central Texas. And friends, you are listening to Love Talk with the Love Ladies. And we're just so grateful that you are with us, that you've chosen to spend your Saturday morning with us. You know, I have heard from some of you over these last couple of weeks, and you guys are diving right in with us. And it's just been so wonderful and so great. And so we hope you enjoy this program today. That is Right before Good Friday, we are we are just sailing through this 2022. I still can't believe it's April. I'm I'm thinking, you know, I'm like okay. I think doing love talk and preparing uh, these programs and focusing on those those monthly topics has really kind of kept me on track and moving forward. You know, sometimes I feel like we can really get lost in the year because it goes by so fast. And so I love that when we started out in January, we really focused on hope mm-hmm. and looking forward with great expectation and saying no to ne- negativity. In February, we focused on love and um, sharing love, receiving God's love. In March, we focused on relationship with God and with others and listening to God and seeking God. Um, and then in April, we get to focus on life. And, you know, I... We love having Miss Evelyn in studio with us, and we've just, um, you know, she started this program 37 years ago, and whenever it was Easter time, she'd always talk about the Easter life, Mm -hmm. and Easter is all about life, and we've talked about life, um, focusing on that acrostic L-I-F-E, that love is from El, Elohim, El Roy, El Yon, it's all of the names of God, love is from God. And we want to receive that love, press into that love so we can pour out that love on others. We want to live life big because we get to live with a big God who is alive and active in all aspects of our lives, um, who's sovereign over all things. And Carrie, it just amazes me that that really Easter week uh, begins this week. I mean, Mm. this is this week we have Good Friday and then Mm. we have... um, that kind of that waiting expectation period on Saturday and resurrection morning, Sunday morning. It's just a time of, you know, kind of this beautiful, beautiful expectation and anticipation, a little bit different than Christmas. You know, Christmas is all about celebration and joy from start to beginning. Easter's a little bit different. In order to get to that day of Easter and that powerful resurrection life of Jesus Christ, we have to pass through that rejection, that suffering, that sacrifice on the cross that happens on what we call Good Friday. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. (laughs) But you think, how could it be Good Friday? It's more like this dark, horrible day, but it's Mm -hmm. what happens, what that Good Friday represents Mm -hmm. and what happens on the other side of the cross that is good news for us. And, you know, sometimes I think that we might feel like we live in that same kind of world, that there is rejection, there's suffering, There's sacrifice as we live in a lost and dying world, but we victoriously pass through these things knowing what is on the other side and knowing that powerful resurrection life of Jesus Christ, that he is alive and active through his Holy Spirit. And he lives in all of those who call him Savior, Counselor, Father, Mighty God. So, friends, how are you doing this week Mm -hmm. before Easter week? How are you doing looking forward to um, you know, living in the power of this resurrected life and, and um, just preparing your hearts and minds for this week. Let's not miss out on that. Absolutely. What a beautiful introduction to the program, Kathy. You know, this week is a week of reflection, I think, as we approach Good Friday and what that means to us as Christians. You know, what, what does that really mean to us? This is the reason that we have chosen to receive Christ, right? He he loves us, but we are the only religion in the world that has a father 
that gives us eternal life. Mm-hmm. We are the only religion um, with a living God yeah. that, speak to it, that speaks to us daily. And that is the Resurrection Sunday. Mm-hmm. And that is hope and blessings and joy. Um, so what a beautiful, beautiful picture. Let me go ahead and get to our verse for our verses for today from Revelation 21, 3 through 5. And I heard a loud voice from heaven saying, Behold, the tabernacle of God is with men, and he will dwell with them, and they shall be his people. God himself will be with them and be their God. And God will wipe away every tear from their eyes. There shall be no more death, nor sorrow, nor crying. There shall be no more pain, for the former things have passed away. Then he who sat on the throne said, Behold, I make all things new. I, Friends, I just had the weirdest sensation as I'm reading that scripture. I literally got goosebumps. When I read those words, there will be no more pain, for the former things have passed away. What a joyous, glorious thing we have to look forward to, um, knowing that our hope and our future is eternally for good. Mm -hmm. We have peace. Um, That is just the most refreshing thing to me, because no matter what is going on in our world here, we look to the future for what is to come. So what a, what a great, great blessing. Well, Kathy, um, do you have plans for, for this coming Easter? You know, we are keeping it simple, um, and we're going to get together with Eric's parents and our girls. Well, our girls minus our one Texas girl. Oh, minus the yeah. Baylor gal, huh? Yeah. Yeah, Aaliyah is um, going to be spending Easter with uh, Jacob's family, which, yes, so she's going to be down with them. So she spent last Thanksgiving with um, um, the Endebrocks, you know, our family here in Texas. And so um, she's had a lot of invitations, again, from aunties and uncles here in Texas, but she's going to go ahead um, and spend Easter with the Burnside family. So oh. that she's a little bit nervous about that, but she's excited too. She just gets on with them really well oh, yeah. and just loves, and their family is such a, a just a really super lovely family. And so, uh, yeah, we're going to have Faithy with us and Jordan and Eric's mom and dad and just going to be enjoying um, a few Easter egg hunts, which we always do. I'm going to talk about that a little <laughs> bit later in the program because Easter egg hunts are really special for our family. Um but anyway, yeah, just being together, getting together. What about you? You know, our Easter is vastly different this year. We are actually hopping on an airplane and heading to one of our favorite places, Disney World. Kind, this is kind of McKinsey's like, senior gift. Um, mm-hmm. They have this new – we are Star Wars. We're kind of geeky. I, I didn't used to be until I married into this geekiness. <laughs> um, but that is kind of our fun thing to do. And so we're actually hopping on a plane and heading – down to Florida uh, for a few days, um, and we we will figure out ways to have our, our Easter traditions. They're just not going to happen at the same time that we normally have them. Okay. So, but we're excited. It's going to be a great weekend with the family and uh, just something completely, completely different for us. So, um, and this was kind of our only weekend to do it. Well, so I love that, making yeah. all things new. Well, you know, I love because we're going to be talking about all things new, and we have... Um, a really beautiful, special friend in studio with us today who has actually put together today's program for yes. us. So it's been a very long time, Carrie, since it hasn't been you or I that I has put together the program. So I'm kind of, I'm, I'm excited about this. And friends, you have, um, for those of you who have been with Love Talk for years, um, this is going to be a very familiar name to you and you will have met her before. But for those of you who are just kind of joining us more recently or you just tuned in and wondered who these crazy gals are <laughs> that love Jesus and are, are sharing um, just their lives with you. This will be a first, and you're just going to love her. Well, our um, guest co-host today, she has been with us several times before. She's the former associate vice chancellor for government affairs at Texas State Technical College, and this is the first time that we've said former Former. associate vice chancellor because she is just recently retired, so she's in a new area of her life. Uh, She lives in Georgetown, Texas, where she remains very active in her community. She has 
served on a number of nonprofit boards. Uh, she has been in serving at the um, down at the Texas Capitol uh, just most of her career. She's worked for five state senators. And, you know, we were joking because I came in talking about, you know, all the words for God, you know, El Roy mm-hmm. and Elohim. And, and I said, I've just been on Bible Gateway and I kind of lost track of time this morning. And I said, Marlene, you know, Bible Gateway, right? And she goes, she goes, no, but I know where to find all the state legislatures or all the different legislatures, <laughs> uh, legislative stuff that's available. I'm like, okay, I love it. She loves Jesus. We love being with her. And I just want to welcome her again to the program this morning. Welcome back to Love Talk, Marlene McMichael. Well, thank you. I'm really excited about being here today and about the program today. Well, we, you should be because you, <laughs> you wrote, wrote it. it. <laughs> <laughs> well, so we've, we've shared a little bit about what we are doing for Easter. Tell us, I mean, this is a new time in your life. You have retirement now. What are your plans or expectations for the future? What are you even doing for this week for Easter? <laughs> expectations i wish i knew what those were because i don't it's it to be honest i have spent 98 percent of my life never thinking about retirement and never thinking i could retire wow. so it's it's while i know it's time uh-huh. and i am sort of excited about it um it's it's fairly blank for me because you know people say you've got a blank slate you can do anything you want but all I see is blank. <laughs> you know, the the place of being very active and doing something you really love to moving to not is a little un- unsettling. And yeah. so I've experienced yeah. some of that. In, uh, but the one thing I've learned is that it's okay not to know about tomorrow, mm-hmm. today. Yeah. And that God will lead me and it will be different and it will be new, and it will be good. Yeah. And that's really what this program is about, all things new. Yeah. Um, well, we are going to be discussing all things new <laughs> as you get into this new. I mean, this is going to be your first Easter ever where you haven't had to put in for time off. You haven't had to look at anyone else's mm-hmm. schedule. You haven't had to, you know, plan around work and commitments and this huge to-do list. Mm-hmm. Yes, that's true. (laughs) So, as you said, I think it's going to be really simple this year. Well, and that's okay. You know, I think there's such value in what you're saying, Marlene, is that, you know, you don't have to plan every second, right? And for you, I'm sure just being able to just breathe is a little disconcerting. You haven't, you know been able to do that for years and years and years and so now you get to discover who you are away from a big time job um, and discover what's next on the horizon and you're right the Lord is going to lead you to great things he's already led you to some new friends which I think is super fun yes indeed you know and um, and and golly getting to look forward to What's next? Because you said, and it'll be good. And that's right. And it will. And and what I feel is a real peace in taking my time to discern what that is, you know, what the future is. And there are a lot of things that are possible, but there's only a few that are really right. Mm -hmm. And so we'll find out what that is for me. And uh, But I'm excited about that part. Well, I, I love the timing of this because I think that Easter is the... It commemorates the most important life event in for a Christian, the resurrection Absolutely. of Jesus Christ. And so we're going to be talking about life. And as we're looking forward into the future, we're going to go look a little bit back into the past mm-hmm. and look at some special life memories around Easter. And um, there's one that I know you're going to share with us, Marlene. I'm really excited to hear about it. Friends, we're going to share some memories of some past Easter's and how God has used things uh, to bring about just good in our lives and how he is laying a foundation for each of us for the beautiful future that he has planned for us. 
and we're going to be talking about all things life, all things Easter. You are going to want to stick with us. We're going to hear from our sponsors who keep Love Talk on the air and who have faithfully kept Love Talk on the air for the last 37 years. And friends, we're looking back. We're looking forward to um, getting back with you, talking with you, engaging in this discussion about Easter, Easter memories. We hope you'll take a walk with us uh, this morning. And we'll be right back with you on Love Hello, Talk. Hello, friends, right and welcome back to Love Talk. I'm Coach Carrie Brinkater. I'm in studio with my beautiful co-host, Kathy Enderbrock, and our good friend, Marlene McMichael. Um, Marlene, we're just so happy to have you with us today. And as we discuss Easter, the resurrection of Jesus Christ, where we commemorate the resurrection, we remember, we think about, we ponder um, what this means to us as Christians, and it is the most important event um, in our lives as a Christian because it's um, it's about a living God, one who we are with every day or we can be with every day. Now, Marlene, Easter, you know, brings back all kinds of memories for me. Um, tell us about some of your special Easter memories. I will do that. Um you know, we, we visited a little bit uh, a couple of weeks ago about this program and what the topic would be. And as soon as Kathy mentioned Easter, the thing that came to mind was an old black and white photo of myself and my family, uh, my mother, my dad, my older brother, in front of the house on Easter morning. And the more I thought about this program, that still was the only thing that would really settle into my spirit and so I finally decided I was going to go deep dive through all the photo albums and find that photo. Oh, you did? Unfortunately, <laughs> oh. I never found it. And I actually think it was in my mind a conglomeration of many photos oh, that I did find yeah. and they were all the same. You know, we were standing in front of the house ready to go to Sunday service in our best clothes. You know, mm-hmm. mom was in her pillbox hat and white gloves, and dad was in a suit and tie, and I had my little purse and oh. my <laughs> Easter bonnet and my, oh. my a brand new dress, of course. Mm-hmm. And um, that was the best we had. And off to church, we'd take the photo, and then off to church we would go. Mm-hmm. Uh, the thing that was, you know, well, I'll back up, and in full disclosure, you probably, you two probably did not have pillbox hats in your memory. And I, I am a generation older than these two beautiful ladies. So, but we all had memories. And so I really would kind of like to hear yours. And then I'll tell you the story of that photo. Oh, oh so we have to spill before you will. That's right. <laughs> Wait a minute. Wait a minute. Well, what you got, Kathy? Oh, you what are know, some of your memories? I, my memories as a child, you know, we just moved around so much and we were so poor. I don't I don't really remember owning dresses and stuff like that. I, you know, mostly wear what my two older brothers would pass down to me. I had a lot of trousers and shorts, but I was I, you know, I was that girl. I played baseball, football. I got on bikes as early as I could and as soon as I could handle a motorbike, I got on a motorbike and so dresses were really not part of my memory. However, how did we become friends? <laughs> I liked wearing my Easter best every day. Uh, you know, I I don't I do not I don't know that I have a picture of myself in a dress. I remember there was this I, I do remember one picture that I have and it was like the local Safeway had a photographer come and I'm holding a flower, and mm. um, I'm taking a picture in a flower. But as far as, like, family photos with all of us in nice clothes and dresses, no. I, I don't have many of those. But I do, when my girls, when I had my three girls, I loved putting them in dresses. And I do love dresses now. I mean, I, I, um, I enjoy putting on a cute little skirt or a nice dress. And I kind of discovered those in high school when I discovered boys. <laughs> um, that boys weren't always just, you know, there for playing baseball and throwing around a football with. And um, But so my girls, we loved putting them in dresses. And because they were fairly close in age, I could find, the, you know, the same dress, matching dresses. So I have a lot of really fun little pictures with all of them with the same dress but then they would all get their hair done a little bit differently because mm. one I she wouldn't let me do anything with her hair so if I could even get a pretty bow in it I was lucky the other one wanted you know curls galore 
And um, so we just had, and then um, Aaliyah just loved her little pigtails. So I'd always, you know, uh, put her little pigtails on, on Aaliyah. Um, but the one thing that is kind of a Christmas memory or a Easter. Easter memory for me is um, just Easter egg hunts. We always mm-hmm. did Easter egg hunts with, again, with my girls. I, I didn't really do that as I mm-hmm. I just don't remember celebrations a whole lot when I was a kiddo because we did, we were raised a little bit Orthodox Jewish and I just don't remember a lot of celebrations. But with my girls, we did Easter egg hunts and we had a big property on Logan Ranch. And so we would do these huge church Easter egg hunts. And I mean, hundreds and hundreds of eggs. And I just love the principle of Easter egg hunts because you get to seek treasure. And I think all of us were made to seek treasure. God has somehow knit that into our hearts. And, you know, one of the big movies out, Uncharted, you know, about Tom Holland, you know, Spider-Man guy, is seeking treasure. We love a good treasure hunt. And I think it's so apropos on Easter that we are seeking treasure, that we're, you know, these little eggs get hidden and they have something inside and you don't know exactly what is going to be inside those eggs, but you find them and you open them and they just cause delight, delight in the, in the seeking, delight in the finding, delight in the opening. And I think that's just, you know, it's so God, it's so God's heart that, you know, he says in um, Jeremiah twenty nine thirteen, you will seek me and find me when you mm-hmm. seek me with all of your heart. And so, friends, I would just ask, what are you wanting to fill your Easter baskets with this week? What kind of treasure and where are you going for that treasure? Because if you are going to fill up that Easter bot basket with treasure that you're going to find in your bank account or treasure that you're going to find in work it's it's going to be you know like sand that's going to just fall through the bottom of that easter basket you really want to go and find that treasure that god has for you and you know his heart and his word and what he has out there um for you he has treasure built in for that and so you know my girls are now um all adults i faith is a few months away from officially being 18 but um she she believes she's more closer to 21 but <laughs> um we will do an easter egg hunt we do mm-hmm. easter egg hunts every year and we put fun little treasures in those eggs mm-hmm. and we hide them and when they were little girls you know we put the eggs in really obvious places mm-hmm. cuz They'd walk right past an egg and not see it. And now we have to, you know, really go and hide those eggs and do, oh, warm, warm, cold, hot. <laughs> um, and I think God's that same way with us. It's just when we're just young in our faith and we really aren't good treasure hunters, he puts really obvious stuff for us. And um, but as we grow and mature, we get to seek a little bit deeper. And, mm. um, you know, but I think he delights when we're seeking and he and we then we get to delight as well when we're finding. But mm-hmm. so for me, that's my greatest kind of Easter memory. And that has really carried over to make my days beautiful and memorable mm. are those those Easter egg hunts. Oh, what about that. you, Carrie? Well, a couple of things. I, I have in my head this picture of my family. I'm a little kid. I'm a baby. My mom had made my dress. She made my brother's uh, green suit. He had on a, a, a suit coat, a vest, a shirt, pants. They were this green, and my mom made the suit. She was an amazing seamstress. Um, I don't know if she made her dress that year or not, probably. Um, but we're standing in front of the garage, you know, and take that picture, like yeah, you said, Marlene, yes. right? Yes. Right before you head off to church um, with our little red hair. And um, but it, I, that is emblazoned in my memory. Um, other things um, from the kids when they were little and the Easter egg hunts. Uh, we participated in a lot of those Easter egg hunts at Kathy's house. Um, but they had these cute little Easter baskets. And, of course, right now we're going through all the pictures of Mackenzie because she's a senior. Oh, that's right. And so going through all the pictures, getting ready for the big parties that are going to happen with graduation and everything. And I just keep running across these Easter pictures, and they're just so cute. But um, going to to the Easter egg story, Kathy, as the kids got older, we'd start – you know, putting money in the Easter eggs, right? Oh, yeah. And maybe some candy, but but mostly money. Well, one year we had to have it at my mom's house. This was just like three or four years ago, and we had to do it inside. And we knew we had X number of eggs, right? Let's just call it 50. Well, when all the kids, and there's four grandkids, were, were finished with the Easter egg hunt, we only had 49 eggs. <laughs> 
And we could not, to this day, we still have not found egg number 50. (laughs) And so that is a big, and uh, my mom's house is spotless, and we have looked everywhere for that egg. So we don't know what happened to that egg. It's the mystery of the egg. We we think that maybe one day one of the kids will come clean (laughs) about, about they put it in their pocket or something. But anyhow, so yeah, great Easter memories. All right, Marlene. Um, those are great childhood memories for us and, and ch- great memories for us with our kids being being children. But, you know, not everyone may have good memories surrounding Easter. That's true. And and I understand that. You know, it's we we hope everybody's childhood is idyllic and, and happy and, and comforting, but it's not always. Mm-hmm. And I certainly understand that. So we lost my dad when I was only 15. So mm-hmm. in, in fact, my mom was widowed three times. So we know that very well, the, the loss and all the trauma that comes with that. And we know that some of the listeners probably have felt some trauma in their life. Mm-hmm. And so maybe Easter isn't quite as exciting or happy as, no. as it could have been. Mm-hmm. But um, when I did the deep dive into the old photos, it showed me in a way that I had never seen before how much my parents did to make things special for us and to mm-hmm. honor God in only the ways that they knew how. You know, mm-hmm. they, they did their very best on his important day. Mm-hmm. We, they made sure that everything was, was new and perfect. Mm-hmm. And um, we did his Easter egg hunts, too. We even made little Easter nests in our yard oh. with flowers and grass and different things so <laughs> oh, that the fun. so that the the eggs our, our special egg could be put in the Easter nest. Oh, but fun. you know, in my family, we didn't have a lot of money. So you talked about your mother being mm-hmm. a great seamstress. So was mine. Mm-hmm. You know, so on those special occasions when she took us or took me in particular to the department store, it was, you know, for a special dress or for something special. Mm-hmm. But we didn't buy anything at the store unless she couldn't make it. So we bought shoes oh. or we bought a coat or something like that. But she would take me to really nice shops, and I'd try on all the dresses, and mm-hmm. I'd find my favorite one, and she'd look at it, and then she'd go buy the material and make it in my favorite color. That and she could she could look at an, a garment and figure out how to make it. And she did that all the way through my life. And she she made a lot of, well, she made all of my, my clothes. She made my brother's, except maybe blue jeans. And she made much, many of my dad's suits. That wow. is amazing. And so it was, it was, we did, in other words, they did the best that they could with sure. what they had. Yeah. But I'll never forget one of those department store trips where I got my first patent leather pair of shoes. Ooh. And I, felt, I thought I was, I thought I was, you I don't were know high what co- you were high cotton, cotton. Yeah. Yeah, girl, <laughs> and uh, they were white, of course, because you wore white on Easter, mm-hmm. and in fact, you you wore black up until the day before Easter, and then you wore yeah. white. Yeah. And I don't know if anybody's as strict about that as they were then, but that was certainly the case. But I, many of those purchases, I had to go and show my father, and one in particular was a coat that was, you know, for us an expensive coat, even though it had been marked down three or four times. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, and so I, I took it to, to him, and he was sitting at his desk, and I and I said, you know, it, this is the coat that Mom bought. And he said, well, do you like it? Do you, do you really want it? And it, the, the whole idea was I had to show him, because it was so expensive. I mean, it was yeah. $20, you know. Wow. That was yeah. expensive yeah. for yeah. my family. Oh, yeah. And uh, and he says, well, if you like it, then you can keep it. And mm. and then he turned around and he hugged me. Well, huh. that was God's oh, hug to me. Yeah. That was special. Yeah. It was his way of giving me a good and perfect gift. Yeah. And um, so I, that was something that I will never forget. And mm. I hope that in each of our listeners' lives and in your lives as well, that there is that time when you can – look back and see that God and your father uh, or your family, if you didn't have a uh, father, uh-huh. uh, a good and perfect gift. Yeah. You know, so. I think it's really interesting that you remember specifically that story because you probably weren't very old. I wasn't. I mean. No, <laughs> but I do remember it. I remember the shoes like it was yesterday oh, and yeah. that particular story. Yeah. And I wore that coat until it <laughs> couldn't be worn anymore. I thought you were way too big for it, I'm sure. 
Wow. Isn't it interesting how sometimes we don't remember what somebody said, but we remember how they made us feel. Loved. Right? Loved. And you felt so loved right there. And, um, man, that is so important. It's just such a beautiful picture of God's love. He is our good father. And in his loving kindness and in his compassion and his mercy, he he just steps in and he saves us, not from the punishment of death, but from the darkness of this world. Isaiah 61.1 tells us that Jesus was sent to heal, comfort, and console, to give beauty for ashes and joy for mourning. And in 1 John 1.5, it says God is light. And in him, there is no darkness at all. You know, I've heard several sermons over this very, this one verse, Marlene, you know, where it's about how God can't even be around the darkness, right? As soon as he shows up, there's a light. And Kathy, I've heard you say this before. You told your girls like, hey, you know, if you're doing something in secret, you know, we may not know, but the father knows because nothing is hidden from him. You know, he's got a spotlight and he sees it all. We don't, as parents, necessarily have that spotlight. We ask for that discernment, but he sees it all. Mm -hmm. And um, no darkness can live where he is. And um, I I just think that's just such a beautiful, beautiful picture of, of who our father is. And especially as we approach Easter and, you know, Kathy, you know, even though you have kids that are that are grown, they're still you're still molding, you're still mentoring, you're still parenting, you know, and and you want them to understand that those things done in secret are never good. Yeah, that's so true. And, you know, one of the things that I love, like our, our verse from today does come out of Revelation and Revelation gives us that picture of what heaven is going to be like. And, you know, when it talks about God making all things new and wiping away every tear, there will be no darkness in heaven because it says even Christ himself will be the light. So there, you know, there's going to be no need for the sun or the stars or the moon (laughs) or anything because where Christ is, their light resides. And I just Mm -hmm. love that. And so I think as well, You know, when Christ is residing in our heart, we are filled with light. And the Bible Mm -hmm. even calls us children of light. And um, I think that Easter is such um, a time to remember the light of Christ, the power of Christ, that um, really on that Resurrection Sunday that just broke through, uh, Mm -hmm. you know, and just cast out the darkness, that death was completely overcome and by the power of Christ. And I think that that we, I think Christ really calls us to live with that, the light of resurrection mm-hmm. in our lives. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, Carrie, you were talking when you shared this opening verse, it says that um, there will be no more pain for the former mm-hmm. things have passed away. Mm-hmm. And there is this idea of things passing away. And a lot of times we just want to hold on to stuff. Mm-hmm. We don't want to allow it to pass away. Mm-hmm. Um, we don't want to allow it to slip away. We just want to cling to it desperately. Mm-hmm. And I think if we remember that as long as we hold on to Christ, who is the light of the world, if we hold on to Christ, anything that he allows to pass away it is a good thing and it is for our good. Anything that he allows to kind of sift like sand through our hands, it is a good thing and it is for our good. It's going to bring us to a place where he wipes away every tear. Mm. And so sometimes we have to remember things will have to pass away in order for the new to come. And I think it's a beautiful promise and it's a beautiful picture of what happens at Easter. I agree. And, you know, one of the things that this whole process, this whole story brought to mind that I had never seen to the depth that I see it today is, you know, we live in Christ and hope that he helps us through this life, you know, and and that's Mm -hmm. sort of for many Christians and myself, probably foremost, been the priority. Help me get through today, make Mm -hmm. today better, make Mm -hmm. today more comfortable. And the reality is in this world with climbing prices and, and, you know, war and, you know, ice storms Mm -hmm. and uh, (laughs) uh, it's not always comfortable. But what the Revelation passage says 
is that it's not about this world. It's mm-hmm. about the new heaven mm-hmm. and the new earth where God is with us and we with him. Mm-hmm. And that to me is a is a revelation that I should have gotten a long time ago, <laughs> but maybe God renewed it in these last few weeks in a way that I've never seen before. And that's the hunger. That's where our hunger should mm-hmm. be is on that new heaven, the new earth. Because there, there is no suffering. There is nothing but joy, and it is eternal. And that's what we have in Christ. And Mm. I think the more that we get to really know Jesus, the more we press into that relationship with him, the more we do long for that place. And, Mm -hmm. you know, I think there's this teaching that if we're Christians, we're not going to suffer. If we're Christians, we're only going to experience blessing. And that is a false teaching. (laughs) Right? Yeah. I mean, Christ makes it very clear that in this world we will suffer. We will suffer injustice. We will suffer hate, rejection. We will suffer the pain of death. But the promise is that he will never, ever abandon us, not for a single moment, that he will see us through it. He will take us through it. He will grow us through it. He will use it for our good. He will redeem every bad. He will bring life through it, not just for us, but for others. He will, as we walk in the light and as we um, become children of light and as we remain a steadfast light in this dark and dying world, we're going to um, be Christ and bring Christ um, to into the lives of others. And um, it's a glorious, it's a glorious place to live. It's a glorious life to live when we're living in that life and that love of Christ and, you know, kind of walking out his light in the world. And I think that this week of Easter, it's just a really good thing to reflect on. What does our life look like? What does our love look like? What are we filling that basket with? What are we seeking? Who are we living for? Um, so many amazing questions to ask. And, uh, you know, Marlene, this question that you, that you bring before us, what are we longing for? Um, because, you know, those the longings that, that God places in our hearts, those are the longings that he wants to be there. The longings that the world places in our hearts, those are the longings that God wants us to allow to pass away and just sift like sand through our hands. Well, and I think we have to be very... Um cognizant of what those things are too right because um the world makes lots of things look pretty shiny yes like we like we want to hold on to those things Mm -hmm. um and then we come to a fork in the road where we go okay should i be holding on to that shiny thing even you know i know it's not great for me um and it might even be dragging me down man it's really got a clinch on me And so it is important for us to understand that um, a lot of things that are not very good for us mentally, physically, spiritually are shiny. Yeah. And they look fantastic. Yeah. Um, And we we have to be careful to sometimes run away from that. The only light we should be running toward is the light of all things good and holy and pure and beautiful that come from the Lord. Um, and so I think those are things to really ponder on as we approach Easter Sunday. Yeah, you know, absolutely. Um, right, Marlene, and I, I know for you, you're to, you're in this new stage, this new phase, and um, there's lots of amazing things out there that could grab could grab you, and that's kind of fun. That is kind of fun. Again, though, there are shiny things, and so what I really want in this last productive stage. I mean, I, you know, I don't know how many years the Lord has for me. I'm not that old, guys. Um, But whatever he has for me, because I do have retirement, which I'm blessed to say I have, Mm -hmm. uh, and I never thought I would, like I said, be able to retire, but I can. And so because I'm not at this stage, concerned about making a living, I want to return to the things that solely please God. Mm. And that is, you know, what, while he has given me gifts, and certainly they are in certain areas, I still want to pick the the actual activities that please him and that aren't necessarily shiny, 
but mm-hmm. that do serve his kingdom. You know, I love it when I think about retirement. You know, you're, you, my brain automatically goes to sitting on a, on a rocking chair on the front porch <laughs> watching the day pass, and I know that's not you. I'm so excited to continue this conversation. We have one segment left. Friends, you are going to want to stay with us. We're going to hear a word from our, from our amazing sponsors. They are our friends. You're going to want to make them yours as well, and we'll be right back with you on Love Talk. Stay with us. And welcome back, friends, to Love Talk here on 101.1 FM and 1120 AM KTXW, The Bridge, Austin. We are building bridges of love and leadership and filling up your love basket this morning, friends, as we get ready for Easter, this amazing Easter week that is right in front of us. We hope that you are preparing your hearts for it and all the amazing things that God wants to fill your basket Mm -hmm. with this week. And Mm -hmm. Marlene, this is such a wonderful program that you've prepared. And, you know, over break, you were sharing this 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 word with us um, where you were just spending time with the Lord this morning, thinking about this program Mm -hmm. and reflecting back on that story that you shared with us about that hug from your dad Mm -hmm. when you had this beautiful new coat you were looking forward to Easter, and he asked you, "Baby, do you like it? Do you like your new coat?" Because it was ex- it was an expensive it was expensive for your family to afford, and you had those beautiful white patent leather shoes mm-hmm. that you remember so well, and you were getting ready for Easter, and he goes, "Baby, do you like it?" And you say, "Yes, Daddy, I do." And he said, then you keep it. And he gave you that big hug and wrapped his daddy arms around you. And just just filled your heart to overflowing with love. But there's another side to that story mm-hmm. that God showed you this morning. I want you to share that with us. All right. Um, and he wouldn't have said, did you say baby? Baby. baby. His name for me was Shuggy. Shuggy. Oh, I love Aww. that. But, um, yes, this morning, as in the quiet time I had, I was just thinking about this whole story and, you know, re-experiencing that love in my heart mm-hmm. and uh, or that hug in my heart. And in my, in my mind's eye, I heard the Lord say, um, you were blessed by the hug, but how much do you think your dad was blessed mm-hmm. by the hug and his ability to give a good gift to you? Because oh. it was a good gift. It was a yeah. special gift. And I just thought, I never thought of that. Mm-hmm. How wonderful it is because he gave a good gift and he was able to do that. And and, and how much how wonderful that made him feel. Mm-hmm. And my immediate second thought was, God, you give good gifts. James one seventeen says, every perfect gift, every good gift is from above and comes down from the Father of lights. Mm-hmm. So every good gift comes from the Father. Mm-hmm. So God must like those hugs, too. And I immediately said, let's just hug God. You and me. <laughs> you and me let's hug. Yeah. Because, you know. It must please him to give us good gifts. Mm. You know, even uh, the parable in Matthew 7 talks about if we being evil know how to give good gifts to our children, how much more the father can give good gifts to us when we belong to him. You know, and so... I'm going to ask for a lot of good gifts. I don't know about you guys, but and I want hugs. If if you enjoy that gift, just think how much God has enjoyed giving you that gift. And I think, yes, Lord, I want to delight your socks off. So just give me what you want to give me, and I'm going to be grateful for every single stinking little thing that you give me today. Well, I think that's important for us to stop there and 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 maybe ruminate on that a little bit. I. I I know that every single day we receive good and amazing and beautiful gifts from the Father, but how many times do we overlook it? Yeah. Mm-hmm. How many times do we overlook it and and just not even acknowledge, thank you, Father, for this car that I drive. Thank you, Father, for allowing me to be able to afford this car. Thank you, Father, for this home, this roof. Thank you, Father, for my friends. I mean, just all the things that he has given us, these beautiful gifts that he's mm-hmm. given us, our family, our husbands, our our, our children, you know, that we um, just step over. We, we just don't acknowledge it like we should, mm-hmm. you know. Um, and then, you know, for you to 
realize it's so at such a young age that that was such a special gift. I don't want us to ever get hardened to those gifts that are given to us where we just are almost expecting it. Yeah, you didn't right. expect that. No. In in you know. You never expected that. That was when your mom probably said, okay, you can get that. You you probably just didn't even believe it. Better get out of here as quick as I can before she changes her mind, right? <laughs> and I want us to go back to that little kid feeling where we are just so grateful for the coat. We're grateful for the popsicle. We're grateful for the little things um, because I... I, I think sometimes as adults we might get hardened to that. So in this mm-hmm. Easter week, to be able to stop and ponder about the good and perfect gifts from the Father mm-hmm. is special. I agree. And the other sort of sidebar to that is that it doesn't mean that everything is going to be easy. Oh, sure. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And But even in those difficult times... God is there, mm-hmm. you know, and I don't know what the future holds for this world with mm-hmm. the tensions and the trouble, but mm-hmm. there are some people today that are suffering. And what I hope that they see in this is that Easter, just like the rainbow, is a promise. Mm-hmm. You know, it's mm-hmm. it's a promise of a new earth and a new heaven. It's a promise of a father's love that wraps wraps you up in your arms Mm -hmm. and that you just feel comfort Mm -hmm. in and 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 I know in my darkest hours and I've had a few dark hours Mm -hmm. we all have Mm -hmm. um to know that God was there to feel peace even though there was trauma all around me Mm -hmm. is is such a relief Mm -hmm. and I and I don't know how to express that uh you know, in a way that that comes across the airwaves, I guess. But um, even in a dark time, God can give you peace and joy. You know, I mm-hmm. think as well right now with the people of Ukraine mm-hmm. and um, just where they're at, so many millions have fled the country. They've been mm-hmm. separated from their children, mm-hmm. separated from their spouses, sleeping in subways, having babies in subways, and... Uh, you know, having their their homes bombed and disintegrated and, you know, all of these things, their lives turned upside down. There are stories coming out, um, videos, seeing people singing praises to God, seeing people, seeing people minister. And even, you know, Christians that haven't served here in the United States, having their eyes open and having them get on their knees and pray for people, even Christians that maybe haven't even prayed like the last five years of their lives are on their knees praying for the people in Ukraine who they haven't seen, um, getting in touch with various um, agencies that are helping providing funds and and such for the evacuation. And, um, you know, I just think that God is using all things together for the good of his people, and he's bringing you know, peace amidst the storm, and he has not abandoned the people of Ukraine. Mm-hmm. And um, I just, I'm so grateful for that, and it makes me appreciate um, appreciate the ability to reach out and be the hands and feet of Christ to those who are in need, realizing that those there are those deeply, deeply, not just in physical need, but in spiritual need, and friends, I would say, you know, you get yourself in a good place with Christ. And, and he has sent out his RSVPs and mm-hmm. and we he has sent out his invitations with that RSVP. Mm-hmm. And you need to respond with that RSVP. I, I love that that the Lord of hosts invites everyone and and he that invitation is issued not just to the beautiful people, not just to the rich. It is it is. It is extended especially Mm -hmm. to those who are desperate, who are downtrodden, who are hurting, who are anxious, who are fearful, um, who are desperate. And that invitation goes out. And in order to respond, we simply do a simple RSVP. We receive his invitation. We recognize that he did send his son, Jesus Christ, to be the sacrifice for our sins. Mm -hmm. 
Jesus Christ, who would be um, nailed to that cross to pay the penalty for our sins, we have to recognize that S in the RSVP, that we are that sinner unworthy of of the invitation, but yet he sent his son anyway. Mm -hmm. And the V is that we need to claim that victory that Jesus Christ purchased for us with his life on the cross, paying the sin penalty of death and rising on that third day so that we could also live in victory with him. And then P, proclaim Christ's lordship over our lives, that we are his, that we are no longer children of darkness, but that we are children of light. And friends, we can help others see that same invitation that they're holding in their hand. Think about someone who you want to invite to church this Easter. Mm -hmm. Find a church yourself if you don't have one to go to and go. Mm -hmm. It is a beautiful time to step into the light this week. Absolutely. Marlene, we thank you so much for being with us today and preparing this beautiful program. Can our listening friends get in touch with you? Certainly. How would they do that? Um, They can email me. And my email is pretty simple. It's Marlene, M-A-R-L-E-N-E, at my last name, Mech Michael. That's M-C-M-I-C-H-A-E-L. And then the letter C-O dot com. And I'm excited to have you on the program again and again, Marlene, because there are so many people that have seen you uh, kind of as the, you know, the chairman leading the meetings and Mm -hmm. uh, taking charge. And they don't know necessarily all the stories behind Mm -hmm. the person, the woman. So I'm excited Mm -hmm. for our listeners to get to know you. Well, I do want to, before we sign off real quick, just say I've prayed for our listening audience today that they would feel God's hug. Yeah. Mm. Amen. Oh, thank mm. you, Marlene. Yes, we pray that for you, friends. For Marlene McMichael, Kathy Enderbrock, I am Coach Carrie Brinkater. We pray that this Easter week you will feel God's hug, friends. Amen. If you search for it, you will find it because he's calling your name. So, friends, you can get in touch with us on the love line at 512-644-7972. We'll see you right back here next Saturday on Love Talk, right here, KTXW.